Hello and welcome to Haunted Hometowns, your true crime paranormal podcast. I'm going to do that again because I missed a word. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Haunted Hometowns, your weekly true crime paranormal podcast. My name is Blake Lambert Hack, and this season I will be covering deaths and hauntings in the city of Savannah with a different special guest every week. Tonight, I am joined by an incredible musician and vocalist, Morgan Pirtle. How are you? I'm so good. How are you? I'm doing well. <laughs> Thank you for being here. Thanks for having me. I ask everybody at the top, how would you describe a ghost? Um, ooh, a ghost? Um, it's a remnant of energy left over from a person or a living being that okay. exists like on our plane. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you believe in ghosts? I... I do. I, I, I believe in presences. I don't know, like, specifically some ghost stories that I hear. I'm like, well... Right. You know? Yeah. Like, is that explainable? <laughs> or, like, is that a really, like, violent, like, remnant of someone's being? Or right. I, I feel like I do. I feel okay. like I do. <laughs> I go back and forth about it, though. This time of year, I definitely believe in ghosts. Oh, my God, like, as yes. As we get into, like, spooky season, for sure. Yeah, summer's <laughs> over. It's time for autumn, and we are definitely in the spooky season. <laughs> Joanne's told me we're in spooky season, so... So it's true. Yeah, there's yeah. pumpkins in the aisles. We're, we're here. Yeah, <laughs> stores are selling Halloween candy. It's We're in it. Yeah. Mario Spirit has... has opened. <laughs> oh, we're here. We're here. Full, full swing. Spooky season. <laughs> Have you ever visited Savannah, Georgia? I haven't. Have you... Have you been to the South, or like New Orleans or anything like that? I've been to New Orleans. Okay. Um, I passed through Georgia going to Disney World. Fair. In Florida, <laughs> but I haven't been like in Savannah. I would. I just asked about New Orleans because to me Savannah is very similar to New okay. Orleans. Yeah, because it's in... just how old they are. Yes. Um, I've been there quite a few times. So. Gotcha. Do you know any ghost stories from Savannah? I only ask because it's like a very haunted city. Like everybody knows about Savannah's like haunted past or whatever. Mm -hmm. So some people are like, oh, I've seen a ghost hunters of that or things like that. But I mean, only the ones that I've listened to on your recent episodes of your podcast. So no, I haven't really dived in. I'm more of a true crime aficionado. Fair. So this is fun though, because it's kind of like the aftermath of true crime. Well, we're going to talk about a very well-known case in savannah so i'm curious to know if you've heard about it but we'll be discussing the mercer williams house okay and the events that have happened inside the mercer williams house okay okay (laughs) in the early hours of may 2nd 1981 danny hansford the assistant and lover of a wealthy socialite in savannah got into an argument with his employer he became so heated he knocked over a grandfather clock He pulled a pistol on his employer, who was seated in the study, and pulled the trigger. However, the pistol jammed, giving the employer enough time to pull their pistol and fire three times in self-defense. And Danny Hansford died at 2.30 a.m. 
Mm. So that's where we're going to start. Okay. Okay. But I'm going to circle back around to that infamous crime a little bit later. And we're going to talk about some background on the house. So this gorgeous mansion sits on the haunted square of Monterey, which is the square south of Madison Square, which I did a couple episodes ago. The house was designed for General Hugh Whedon Mercer, but before they could complete the mansion, the Civil War began. And then after the Civil War in 1868, the house was completed by its new owner, John Wilder. Sadly, no one in the Mercer family ever got to live in the house because General Hugh returned to banking after the war and moved to Baltimore for work, which is why he sold the unfinished mansion to John Wilder. So it kind of sucks. He spent all that money building a mansion. And I'm going to show you a picture. And then you don't even get to live in it. <laughs> like, Yeah, that sucks. Absolutely. That's generally what the house looks like. Oh, it's beautiful. Yeah. Wow. Okay. For those of you listening, it's a red home. It has these beautiful, this beautiful decor at the top. Some balconies going outside the windows. This is amazing. Look up a picture. Yes. He couldn't live in it. He didn't get to live in it. No, it's awful. <sighs> Was he still rich though? After like, oh yeah. Okay, it's fine. He probably had a different mansion. Right, and I don't feel too bad for him because again, it's the Civil War and he was fighting for the Confederacy, so it's kind of yeah. like whatever, fuck off. But. <laughs> Um, gorgeous house. Love it. <laughs> During the 1900s, the mansion was occupied by Savannah's Shriners Alley Temple. I think I pronounced that right. Do you know who the Shriners are? Yeah, they're like the guys on the parades. So yes. With the hats. Okay. <laughs> That's exactly who they okay. are. So the Savannah, uh, I don't know how you, the Savannah section of that okay. group is that, that's like the, wait, is that the Medina Shriner? Is that like, or is that just like, Shriners is the main thing. And right. there's like different okay. sections. Maybe yeah, that's yeah, the yeah. one I know because of yeah, local exactly. parades. <laughs> yeah, they're the ones that um, ride around in those tiny cars wearing the maroon hats. I literally always thought they were like affiliated, like as a child, I, I watched Aladdin. And oh, I yeah. thought they were affiliated with. Dis- like that, yeah, I thought... How could you not, though? That's like... <laughs> I was like, oh, they're in their carpets. Like, it's... <laughs> that would be perfect to see, like, a, a tiny car dressed as a carpet. Right? Please. I'm all in. I found out... I didn't, I didn't realize that they're basically, like, a fraternity for adults that's, okay. like, based in fellowship. Okay. Um, is it, like, any sort of dark fraternity? Like, or is it just, like... I think it's... Just no their... Freemasonry stuff. No, okay. not that I know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, cool. Yeah, I didn't. I don't know too much about them. Okay. Other than yeah, they're in parades all the time. Great, we're on the same page. <laughs> <laughs> so they lived in the mansion in the 1900s uh, when John Wilder owned it and completed it. After they left the place, the mansion sat empty for around 10 years until 16, until 1969, when Jim Williams purchased the place. Jim Williams was an antique dealer who was obsessed with Savannah's history and architecture. At age 24, Jim bought three houses on East Congress Street to restore. Overall, in 35 years, he renovated over 50 houses, including the Mercer Williams mansion. Wow. So at 24, he's buying and like redoing houses. Just house flipper. Central. Yeah. <laughs> in That's crazy. In 1969. Wow. Like before HGTV. Like. <laughs> the OG. <laughs> <laughs> like, for real. 
DIY Network should have picked him up. Um, yeah, 50 houses by in 35 years. That's a lot to do. Yeah, I would assume it wasn't just him, but... No, <laughs> no, just... <laughs> Somebody's lonesome. It took him two years to fully restore the Mercer Williams mansion, and he was so happy with the way it turned out, he decided to make it his residence. He used the carriage house in the back for his antique restoration business. Jim was also known for throwing wild parties. Okay. And I've said it before and I'll say it again. When you own a mansion, it's like expected. Yeah. You Again, look at the pictures. How can you not throw wild parties in a house like that? Yeah, especially in the 70s probably at that point. Like Exactly. It was wild. You know that. <laughs> if you watch any kind of Real Housewives... That's all they do is throw parties and events because they have a mansion. And the money. And the money. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, mansions are definitely meant to be party houses. But this is where Danny Hansford comes in, our murdered assistant Mm -hmm. of the great Jim Williams. So after Jim murdered his lover Danny, he staged the crime scene to make it appear that Danny had fired a shot. And then called the police 30 minutes after Danny's death. Jim was taken into custody and charged with murder. Danny Hansford was a sex worker and had a very questionable past involving drugs and crime. But he was working for and sleeping with Jim Williams for two years before his death. Jim was sentenced to life in prison. However, a lot of people believed the only reason he was convicted was because he was gay. And to throw a twist on the story, Jim and his attorney appealed the conviction and he was awarded a second trial because of contradictions within the police files. Mm. Which is shady. I, yeah. <laughs> I mean, all of su- it is. It doesn't surprise me. No, like, not a... living in the South, like... No. Ugh. Yeah. I mean, even today, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. But it's all kind of, like, suspicious, yeah. right? We have police that have contract, uh, contradictory statements. Right. We have... I mean, Jim, who staged a crime scene. <laughs> right. So, like, did whatever he did to stage it, it didn't work, I obviously. I guess not. Okay. Um, or the police weren't buying it. Okay. Or the original story I told you isn't true, and Danny did get a shot off and missed right. Jim, and Jim fired back. Why but. do they both have guns? Like, if they're like, well, okay. It's the South? <laughs> yeah, I don't maybe, know. <laughs> is there any other explanation? Okay. No, that's a good question. Why, you know, I guess you just keep a gun on you at that time. Maybe they had to. At all times. Yeah, who knows? Or he was in a study, so it was in a drawer or something. I don't know. It's a good question. We need to do more research. It sounds like a clue thing. Like, yep. the gun in the study. <laughs> Yes. Mrs. Peacock. Morgan and I are going to fly down to Savannah. We're going to do our own investigation. (laughs) So the conviction, the original conviction was overturned in the second trial and Jim was set free. But it doesn't end there. He was prosecuted again, but the trial ended in a hung jury. And you think the third time is a charm. But once again, Jim was brought back to court for the final trial that ended with him being found not guilty. All right. So four trials in, and by the end of it, he's not guilty. Do you know how long that took? Like, how many years? It wasn't as long as I expected it to be. I can't remember the exact number. Okay. But it was, like, 
I think it was like two to four years, something like that. Oh, that's not bad at all. No, exactly. <laughs> For four trials? <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, oh okay. Uh, maybe it's because he was well-known and wealthy in the site, in that, in Savannah at the time, but... Uh, or there was no other crime happening. Right. That they cared about. <laughs> this was the scandal. Yeah. Scandal of the century, for sure. Well, unfortunately, six months after he was found not guilty, Jim was diagnosed with pneumonia and died of heart failure. Oh, my goodness. And he was found collapsed almost in the same spot where Dan Hansford was murdered. I assume this is where the ghost (laughs) part comes in. Wow. So what year was that? That was, so the murder happened in 1969, I said? Right. Or 1981, sorry. Oh. He bought the house in 1969. That happened in 1981. And then he died in? Probably, yeah, like mid-80s. And he died of pneumonia? Of a heart failure, from, I think spurred on from pneumonia. So like he just didn't get it treated, maybe? I guess okay. so, yeah. Yeah, it's so like 1800s-y. Yeah. Like. <laughs> right, yeah. You don't <laughs> expect that in 1980. Yeah. That's a little weird. And I think people do um, people do find it suspicious. And we'll kind of talk about mm-hmm. that a little later. But Sorry, I'm jumping ahead. No, right. no, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's you're right to point it out. It's not common for that to like yeah. pneumonia. That's also he lives in Georgia. Yeah, I don't. I guess I don't really know. But pneumonia, I guess I always associate with like cold and. Yeah, I don't. That's a good question. I should look up how you contract pneumonia. <laughs> and now you're a disease so... podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well. Later, when the judge, George Edward Oliver, he was the judge of all, or he was judge of three of Jim's trials, which I think is like a conflict of interest, but that's just my take. Uh, He was asked about the case like way after uh, Jim had died. And the judge said, quote, that son of a gun, Jim Williams was absolutely guilty of cold-blooded murder. I do not blame him. That boy he shot was trouble with a capital T, unquote. <laughs> okay. So judges that have very strong opinions as well. That son of a gun. <laughs> like, damn. Uh, the book Midnight in Garden of Good and Evil, which I've talked about on this podcast before, is like the entire book is about this case. Okay. And everyone who's involved with it, from the people who lived in the city at the time to the judges and lawyers and stuff. And of course, it was turned into a movie with John Cusack, Jude Law. Okay. Fuck, Ke- fuck, <laughs> fuck Kevin Spacey, because he was also in it, but fuck that guy. Uh, Lady Chablis, who I also talk about on this podcast, and Irma P. Hall, and like the list keeps going. Like it's a huge. When, when, where can I watch this? Like when does this come out? We're going to look it up right now. Yeah, I'm like, I... I don't have anything to do tonight. Like... <laughs> I really want to see it too. Like the book is super famous. Um, and the movie just kind of like the movie kind of spurred Savannah's modern day tourism. Mm-hmm. Like most people know that Savannah is a great place to go visit over the summer and stuff like that. But it was spurred on because of this movie and the case itself. Like the case was huge at the time. You can watch it on HBO Max. Okay. So I do I have HBO Max? Maybe <laughs> not. You can use mine. Hey. <laughs> so I will be watching this. <laughs> Um, Amazing. Yeah, so it's, you know, it's a murder trial movie, and uh, apparently it's really good, so. All right. Pull out the popcorn. (laughs) (laughs) Unfortunately, 
This is not the only death that happens in the house. Tragedy strikes again when the 11-year-old boy, Tommy Downs, entered the abandoned Mercer Williams house to explore in 1969. So I said it was abandoned for around 10 years. Right. Right before Jim Williams bought it, this 11-year-old decided to like explore an abandoned house, which... Never ends up well. No, not at all. <laughs> I don't blame him. You right. know, he's 11, but at the same time, it's like... like where's your mom? It's been abandoned for like 10 years. Come on. It's probably uh. falling apart. There's mm. animals and everything living in it. Like He was supposedly chasing birds, though I feel like it was more just young boys exploring. The world before cell phones. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and in the late 60s, early 70s, parents always let kids like go around the neighborhood without being watched. Yeah. That was just a common thing. So I mean same. Like <laughs> again, pre cell phones. Yes. <laughs> but I wasn't like, yeah, I don't know. I guess I wouldn't really be inclined to go into a abandoned mansion that was spooky, probably <laughs> at eleven. Yeah, I guess there if there's this I guess we think of horror movies and stuff or mm-hmm. the movie It mm-hmm. you know, where there's a an abandoned mansion and all the kids are always like or Monster House. Have you seen the animated movie Monster mm-hmm. House? You're always spooked by that. Kids don't yeah. want to go in it. It's like, yeah. but you stand outside and talk about it. That's the start of literally, or like, you know, like a kid is like, oh, I dare you go in. Right. Like, <laughs> uh, I'll give you, oh, you're too scared or whatever. Or have you seen American Horror Story? Yeah, like, yeah. When they go into the the murder house at when it's like the doctor yes. and he has, yeah. Mm-hmm. Those no, I'm. Boys. Yeah. It always, it's, a, it's a common thing. So it's a common is, thing. This is real life of that. <laughs> Art imitates life, <laughs> or life imitates art. Voila. But uh, I think that's exactly what happens here. I don't think he was chasing birds. I'm pretty sure his friend was like, hey, go check it out. <laughs> you do chicken. Anyway, Tommy Tommy made his way up to the second floor, or the roof. There are like conflicting statements, but either way, he made up to one of the higher up floors and sadly fell to his death. Ugh. Um, if you don't like gruesome shit, skip like 30 seconds because I'm going to tell you what happens. But uh, Tommy either fell from the roof or the balcony, but he landed on the wrought iron fence. <gasps> oh my goodness. With the spikes on top lodging in his head. Oh, poor kid. I know. It's really sad. And is, of course, go ahead. Is that in the, I wonder if that's in the movie. Hmm. So they do like precursor. That's so spooky. Right. Oh, poor kid. I know. I feel bad. Because like for, I mean, it sucks for anybody, but then an 11 year old, like that's Well, and then your body's just like kind of on display for the, like. Yes. That's so traumatizing. Yeah. And it's a city. It's a populated area. Like so many people, I'm sure, not necessarily witnessed it, but at least walked by or, you know. I mean, but like, yeah, as law enforcement, how do you shield people from seeing? Yeah. You can't. Oh, yeah. that's awful. Holy shit. Sorry. I'm no, yeah. <laughs> no, you're good. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> no, it's like a really like bad like uh, image, which is why, you know, I was, <laughs> I'm like, do I tell them that it happened? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, of course, there are claims of foul play. I mean, how does one just like fall like that to their death? Yeah, see, when you said fall, I assumed the floor gave out and he fell through something right but this is like the the fence that surrounds the house so you kind of have to like fall out 
I mean, also, like, how close is the fence to the house? Like, I don't... Is there a guard... Now I'm like, I need to look at that picture again. I know. Again. Let's look at the picture again. I don't think... Is he um, thrown out of the house? Like... So that's, like... That fence is really... F- Unless it was, like, one of the balconies below, and those had spikes at some point. No, or, no, it was probably the front. Yeah, I mean, this is a modern picture we're looking at, so maybe the fence has moved out a little bit. But I, I'm assuming it, it can't have gone too much. It's a city area. You have... This is the plot of land you have so i can't imagine the fence being any closer to the house it's odd there's literally no there's no way that this boy was not thrown like out of a window right isn't that insane unless he like dove. jumped yeah, right like, yeah yeah yeah. What? we'll get into that a little bit oh later my too goodness. <laughs> so kind of how you were saying like maybe part of the house collapsed causing tommy to lose balance or he was reaching for something and fell i don't know but he like absolutely could have been pushed or tossed as well i feel like that's a definitely a possibility um i'm curious to know how much the police work went into finding that out you know because i didn't see anything that said like everything i read it was an accident right so I'm curious to know if the police actually were like, did someone go in the house with them? Was there a squatter living there? Right, yeah. Ghosts, obviously. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But it is claimed that no one was in the house with him at the time of his death, so. Okay, but this was also like, (laughs) pre-fingerprint stuff probably. Mm -hmm. Well, no, they had fingerprints then, but like, yeah. Pre-really good... Like, yeah, we didn't have the technology we have today. That yeah, like, yeah. Um, Tommy's sister recalls the incident and remembers the emergency personnel cutting the fence and taking Tommy to the hospital, not knowing it was too late. Oh. So, like you, as you were pointing out, it was like public display to, to everybody. Yeah, because uh, they thought he could. They thought they could still save him. It was on his dude's head. What do you? I, I'm with you, but it's... That just seems cruel, like... Yeah. But you have to do everything until you can right. pronounce someone dead, so... Exactly. I, but that's fucking horrible. Yeah. Ugh. Well, before we get into those hauntings, Mm-mm. we're going to take a quick break, <laughs> a tiny itty-bitty break. Um, a couple tips. Don't get too close to the edge. I... Like, I, I, I see those people at... Um, Grand Canyon, Mm-mm. who are always like, "Oh, take a picture of me!" Like, whoa, Lou. yeah. <laughs> it's like, no, it's just stupid. <sighs> I just think of a uh, Happy Feet where the penguins like, "Don't get too close to, to the, the edge." edge. <laughs> <laughs> um, don't sleep with your assistant. It yeah. just never ends well, ever. No, every movie, it, it's. Either it ruins your marriage that already exists, or someone dies, or, apparently. Mm-hmm. <laughs> One or the other. There's no other. There's no other option. <laughs> and uh, don't stage crime scenes. Even yeah. if you think you're going to get away with it, just better not to stage crime scenes. Because you'll get pneumonia and die. Period. <laughs> yep. <laughs> we'll be right back.
Are you ready to talk about some hauntings? I am. I'm ready. Some ghosts. I'm ready for the spooky, <laughs> spooky season. So, the current owner of the Mercer Williams house is Jim Williams' sister, mm-hmm. Dorothy Kingery. I think is how you pronounce her last name. She's not thrilled about paranormal talk regarding her house, and she doesn't really say much about her brother's life either, what happened. Mm-hmm. Um, the positive is that the house is open to the public, so you can take a tour and experience your own ghost encounters, if you will. Okay. <laughs> but, yeah, she won't talk much about the house or the trial or anything like that to anybody, like reporters or anybody, um, but her and her daughter do run the... I guess you can call it a museum or Okay, so they don't live there. They used to. Okay, okay. Yeah, and then after a while they turned it into an open space. Nice. Which is great. I want to to walk through it. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, The most common ghost is of Jim Williams, of course. Apparently you can catch him, his apparition, calmly walking up and down the halls of the mansion. Hmm. Jim was also known for throwing parties, as we talked about, but the party that everyone wanted to be at was his Christmas party. Apparently, it was, like, the place to be. I always think of Great Gatsby yes. style. I I want to go. Yeah. <laughs> he was able to throw one more after he was acquitted, but before his death. I think he died in January, so he got, like, one more Christmas party in. <laughs> And it said, if you happen to pass the house on the night he threw his party, the house will light up and you can see people dressed to the nines, but dressed in like period specific clothing. Okay. You'll like see him pass by the windows and stuff as you walk by it. That's so spooky. I'm going to say if I walked by that and saw that, I would be running home and changing and showing up and crashing that party. Right. Um, regardless, but- <laughs> ghost or not, <laughs> like, I'm showing up. But, like, 80, like, that's probably late 80s, so we probably have big hair. Like, oh, my God, pads. yes. <laughs> Bright Sequins. past colors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Men had the ruffles yeah. down the, ugh, yeah. Um, you're right, I don't know if I could dress like that. Do you have to? Yeah, I was going to say, what's in your wardrobe? You got it? I don't. <laughs> now, there is a claim of Danny Hansford living in the house as a ghost before Jim died mm. of heart failure. And claims made by Jim Williams himself. He was so distraught by seeing Danny's uh, ghost in the house that he hired a voodoo practitioner to rid the house of Danny's spirit. Ooh. And some say it didn't work, and the ghost of Danny ended up killing Jim. But that's like, that thought is a little too far-fetched for me. But the idea is like, who dies of heart failure when you have pneumonia? In Alabama, or in Georgia. And you die in the same location where you just murdered someone, and like, it goes on and on. But, yeah, I mean, who knows? (laughs) The young boy, Tommy, haunts the grounds of the Mercer Williams house as well. Apparently, Tommy is stuck in a death time loop and can be seen experiencing his fall over and over again, Mm. which is horrible. And how do you, like, you know, everyone says ghosts are trying to, you know, resolve something before they can be. How, How do you resolve that? Exactly. Yeah. Like... 
remove the fence from outside the fence. <laughs> like I don't I don't know how you would free that poor soul from I think experiencing that. I think removing the fence is one option. I think that's a great option. If you want to at least try to stop the time <laughs> loop. Um, I think as you and I were talking about, there's no way he just fell onto the, like... Solving what actually happened. Right. Okay, I think that's a big part of it as well. Um, actually, just even just maybe spending time to try to solve it right. would be great. Um, I kind of talk about this in the first season, but I haven't really touched it much this season. Um, I think a lot of hauntings happen um because justice isn't Mm -hmm. incorporated any way shape or form in the crime that happened um and if the police didn't investigate it and something did and it was murder you know there's no justice that happened for him so who knows maybe if we got justice for tommy he'd stop dying on the fence that's so sad god his poor parents yeah oh my god yeah you may also see him in photos that you take while mm-hmm. visiting or just passing by. He's known to appear when visitors take photos outside the mansion. So not inside, but outside on the grounds. And he's also known to appear in the windows of the house. <laughs> so, like, if you're walking by, you may see him in a window. You may see him, like, by a bush outside the house. If you take a photo, he'll show up. Yeah, it's all Why types of stuff Why are child like ghosts the scariest? Like, just the fact of, or the just imagining seeing a ghost kid in a window of a bill. Like, yes. that is the spookiest thing. <laughs> I mean, it's scarier to imagine an adult ghost as well, but there's just something special. No, for sure. I can't remember. I brought it up earlier this season, and we talk about that same thing. Like, to me, ghost children are, like, the creepiest thing yeah. like laughing like i don't know well it's because they shouldn't be dead like yes that's, and I that's think, what we talk about yeah. yeah they shouldn't be dead yeah Ugh. and they're also so innocent like you yeah. know they didn't have any sort of like eve well in most cases they didn't have any sort of like evil in them and they were right. just like killed and now yeah forever have to relive their trauma that's and that's so horrible. horrible Ugh. And it is, I was reading that um, apparently Tommy wasn't there alone, as in like, he was in the house alone, mm-hmm. so they say, but he wasn't, he wasn't running around the neighborhood by himself, right? right? He was with his friend, and his friend said that he didn't go in the house with him, but he witnessed Tommy almost being like pushed out of the house. So his friend... I think has the same idea as what we're talking about is there's no way he could have just fallen onto the fence. That's like right. a good five plus feet away from the house. I mean, probably more like that. Yeah. It's a big property, you know, like there's no way that the yard, the front yard is right. That's yeah. small. Mm-hmm. Um, but of course this kid's also probably 11 and cops were like, <laughs> you don't know what you're talking about. Son. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. 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 That's unfortunate. But those are um, the ghosts in the house. And again, like I was saying, the house is open for tours. So I'd love to spend a night in that mansion. But I don't think they have like like a spend the night type thing. (laughs) I know there are some haunted houses like um, in Alton, Mm -hmm. Illinois. It's supposedly like the most haunted house in the United States or something like that. Um, I think you can spend the night there. So I... I kind of want to do it, but... <laughs> I don't know if I could. 
you wouldn't spend a night in a haunted house. I don't house. think I could. I think I would be too too spooked. Like even if I'm home alone, I like yeah. get spooked out. Oh yeah. <laughs> even with my pit bull, like I'm still. <laughs> so if you knew that, or there were claims of a house being haunted, you wouldn't buy it, or. Uh... I would probably like like if I was in the area and like. I wanted to go visit. Like, I would visit the house. But right. I just don't think I could do, like, a lock-in, like, overnight. Fair. Because <laughs> that's when the spooky stuff happens. <laughs> if you were, like, buying a house or renting an apartment and the realtor or whoever was like, so it is cheaper because there was a death here and mm-hmm. there are claims of, like, noises. Yeah. Do you think you'd pass on it or? Um. Yeah, I, unless it was, like, no, I yeah, I would, I probably wouldn't want to live there. I after we're done talking, I do yeah. a fun a fun story about these apartments. And oh, stuff. good. But um, yeah, I obviously like a house that old. Mm-hmm. It's been around for a long time. Just yeah, with buildings being around for a long time, people are gonna die. Like yeah. that happens. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if it's a violent murder or like a violent cause of death, like right. that's what dissuades me. Like if someone's grandma dies, that's in fair. House, yeah. Like, Whatever. She's going to, like, make you a cup of tea, like her ghost, whatever. Like, She's going to knit you a nice sweater. Right. You'll yeah. just find, like, a brand new sweater on your bed the next day. You're like, oh, That'd be lovely. Grandma. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, the violence of it. Yeah. Even if ghosts, like, don't exist and there's, like, just that energy of, like, that occurring yeah. in time and space and then, like, you living in that space where that violent thing happened. Like, right. There's something associated with it that kind of stays. Yeah. I mean, I guess you could... I don't know. I have sage. Like we could we could <laughs> cleanse, but no, I spooky. I agree. If it's yeah, violent crime, yeah, it makes it harder. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I was talking about in the Madison Square episode, a lot of the people in the 1700s and stuff would bury loved ones in their backyard, right? And then I'm assuming they were they're still there when they sell the house. Like I don't. Well, yeah, they're not gonna right them up exactly. Um. Would that deter you from getting a house if you're like, oh, there's <laughs> a cemetery in my backyard? This grave just popped up in my backyard because it was too shallow or there's too much water or something like that. It depends. If Okay, if I knew there was a, like a cemetery of like loved ones in my backyard, um, it, but when buying the house, like, and if, if it's a couple hundred years old, like probably would be okay like yeah. if it was like loved ones like they had a proper burial it's not like someone who was like murdered and right. hit them under a tree type deal <laughs> um i would be afraid if it was like a recent death and they buried them and then i moved in the house like right i would want confirmation i don't think people could do that anymore but i would want like confirmation that if it floods i'm not just gonna have a decomposing like corpse on my lawn exactly <laughs> <laughs> like a skeleton i think i could or like you know finding a finger bone and like being like oh yeah there's that per- the grandma that's buried here that's probably hers like oh yeah put it in my flower beds or something <laughs> that's a that's a good plot for a movie if you like mm. some couple recently bought a house and when they're buying it the realtor tells them that you know the grandmother was buried in the backyard or something like that yeah and they find a finger bone and they call the police just because yeah you know what do you do with the finger bone right and then they test it, and it's not the grandma. Like, I think that'd Universal. be a great movie. <laughs> you heard it here, fo- here, folks. And I would like to be one of the people that bought the house, so right. hire me. <laughs> I'm the star of this movie. Exactly. Um, do you have any of your own 
like paranormal experiences? Um, I have a couple. Um, so, but a lot of them like revolve around, or the one revolves around like a friend passing away, right? And like the night of slash day after that that oh, happened, okay. and just like feeling their energy and like having vivid vivid dreams about that person like where it feels like they're literally standing next to you like in your dream yeah okay yeah so I like I found out when my friends passed away and then like that night I was at my I was at my boyfriend Aaron's dad's house we were visiting it was a golf weekend so I was sitting at the dad's house alone with my (laughs) dog and they were all out for golf but that night um that the friend passed away I was sleeping had a very vivid dream like literally like touched my shoulder type like felt like it was and I don't dream like right. I do not remember my dreams I do not like feel like I, I don't wake up and I'm like oh that was a really good dream like I I just am like I had blackness in my sleep and that was a good sleep like right. that's how but it was like the most vivid dream I've ever had where like and he like was saying like oh it's okay like I'm good everything's fine type thing it was reassuring it wasn't spooky and that's anyway. nice yeah, yeah and like I woke up feeling like this he- not, it wasn't like a heavy, like in a negative way, but like right. it felt like there was something in the room, like an air about the room that was different than right. when I went to sleep. Um, and then when my boyfriend and his dad and his brother went to golf that day, I I was also just really tired because I had this really vivid dream and right. I felt like I didn't sleep. <laughs> so I took a nap on the couch with my dog and I woke up to this bang. Like it was the loudest bang noise that I had. Like, and it, it was like one of those, like, you feel like you're falling in your dream. Right. Yeah. And you yeah. wake up and it, my dog just started barking, barking, barking. And he, he's pretty silent. Like he doesn't bark much. Um, and then I like, I'm like, oh my God, like, did someone get home? Like what's going right, on? Right. Yeah. And I walk around the house, all the kitchen cabinets are open. They were not open before I left. And, um, it was the bedroom door that had slammed shut. And then I was just like, oh, <laughs> like what? And I like. That's intense. That's I was, a lot. And I'm like, I, part of me was like, well, this is my friend fucking with me. Cause I was like, he right. just passed away. Like, or he's just like letting me know that that dream was like, not a dream, a dream, but, yeah. like that it actually was real. Um, and I was fucking terrified. Like I, <laughs> but I was like, this is, if this is him, that's really fucking rude because I am home alone <laughs> in a house that I do not know much about. Right. Like, and yeah, this is rude. <laughs> so no, that's intense. Has, did Aaron or his dad or anybody say that so I I told Aaron like I I called him I was like okay this happened and I don't know if I'm like going crazy or like like it could have been a draft that closed the door but he he has really thick carpets and like the doors you have to like right pull like to close and like to actually slam it was like I don't know how easy that would have been um but yeah, I I ended up they have a screen porch. I ended up just like going on the screen porch and, until they, and reading until they got home, and I finished like a, a whole book because I was just like too terrified to go back to right. sleep and go back in the house by myself. I mean, even if you were able to slam the door, there's no there's no explanation to have all the pantry cabinets open. No, it was yeah, it was. There's nothing I, to explain <laughs> that. So well. And then I, I like a lot of true crime and I was listening to a couple or a podcast and they were talking about um, a person whose weird things were going like missing, like food was going missing, like all this stuff. And then they found out that when they bought the house, a per- per- previous person who had um, lived there, who was like a criminal family member, right. had escaped from jail and he had still had a key to the house and he was living in the attic. Damn. So then I, I like told Aaron that 
story also on the ride home and then he told his dad and his dad like checked the crawl but he was like starting to panic (laughs) too um i don't know i don't i don't remember going in the kitchen before and like opening any cabinets or like if maybe the cab but they were all like every single cabinet was open that's so weird it was really spooky there's nothing to explain something like that well, ghosts, but... Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, ever... <laughs> but, or, I mean, who knows? I, I have no idea. It is an older house, so maybe... It, but it was weird. It was... Uh, but it was it was a shocking... Like, it was a... I woke up with, like, a bang right. dog barking. Yeah. And I was like, my heart was pounding type deal. That's and, a lot of stimulants at yeah, one time. Which yeah, which is why I was like, all right, before you get up, just, like, calm down. Like, it was just, you know, like, Tucker, stop barking. Right. Like, it's fine. Um, but he, he was a little uneasy too. So, um, I have another ghost story though, like here at this apartment, there was a period of time, um, for a couple of months that like Tucker would just growl at, at the bedroom door, like at 2am or like at the, um, in our, in our master bedroom, we have a bathroom and yeah. he just like sits in at the edge of the bed and growls into the bathroom. He can't see himself in the mirror. Like he, and he's never reacted to any sort of like mirrors being in his face or anything. And he would just growl and bark and... It's always when I'm home alone. Of course. Of course. Actually, I posted a couple on my Instagram story, like, of him just walking down the hallway and staring at this door and barking. It's happened multiple times. Like, and it's, it's only that door. He's never done it at any... And, of mm. course, it's in, my, it's in my bedroom. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> um, we've found... When I took out the stove, or, took, like, pulled out the stove to clean it, like, the first year we lived here, I found, a, uh, like, a bullet behind there. Um, I know this, <laughs> this neighborhood, like, hasn't always been the greatest. Like, I mean, last year, someone got murdered literally right attached to this wall Lovely. there's now a family with three children that lives there and i they just moved in and i'm like do they know that this person was <laughs> murdered here because yeah. um <laughs> you have a whole family living yeah, there now that's rough so i don't know it could just be like an energy thing that exists or like something that happened in these apartments that was violent um, right which i mean this neighborhood never has like has had a long history of violence right. and stuff so you don't ever know what has happened um but yeah (laughs) (laughs) dogs uh that's another thing so we talked about kids being creepy all the time like ghost kids are creepy and then uh yeah when dogs just start barking out of nowhere or growling or whatever yeah it's for dog people it's a whole new level Mm -hmm. of i mean my dog doesn't do shit like that unless there's animals or people walking by so and it's not like with tucker he's if it was like a rat or like some, because I when I posted on my Instagram story, a couple of people were like, "Oh, maybe there's like a animal that lives in right. there." And I'm like, if it was an animal, he would be sniffing and like scratching at the wall, right. or like it would be more of like a hunting. Like I'm trying yeah. to find. This was a standing dead in his tracks. <laughs> Sorry, I hit the table. No, you're standing good. dead in his tracks, um, and like growling a mean like menace and he's he doesn't do that unless he feels threatened right. and it's very rare that that happens right. he hasn't done it in a long time but there was like a period of a couple months where it happened a lot so i don't know if like whatever it was has like moved on right. or he just doesn't care anymore right. <laughs> <laughs> but it would also happen like i would be in bed watching netflix and then like two in the morning he would like perk up and then just like focus in start the like low growl and then like sometimes start barking barking at like to like you know the That's witching hour type, yeah. <laughs> type deal. i'm like no why are you doing this and i know um like the area is uh older mm-hmm. yeah. um but this apartment building isn't necessarily that old no yeah so 
Yeah, I don't know. That's these are newer condos. Right. I mean, there's a lot of old houses, um, and I know they knocked down a bunch of like probably residences to build this whole right. row of this. I, mean, I think this is like from 2010 or something. Okay, like, it's, yeah, uh, yeah, you know, it's not brand new. But right. um, I mean, it's not to say like you're saying next door someone died. So it's not to say like crime or people dying here can't happen right in modern times. <laughs> right, but you definitely don't see it very often. Yeah, like paranormal stuff like that yeah that's weird yeah um animals really have that sense <laughs> i swear they have that sense it's weird <laughs> but that's creepy yeah yeah we've had it's it's been a interesting time living in this <laughs> i love i love this apartment like i said but we've had um had some interesting things happen it's not not to be we're, we're kind of like on a hidden like one-way street so yeah. there's like a lot of stuff that goes on that's like yeah. A little sketch. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still stuck on those uh, cabinet doors being open. I, like, yeah. It's, I'll be thinking about that for the rest of the day. <laughs> I I, try, I I hadn't thought about it in a minute, and then I'm like, oh, he's probably going to ask me about like ghost stories. And then uh, I was like, oh, that one. Yeah. Okay. We're going to do it. Have you seen Paranormal Activity 2 or any of them? Um, yes. I think the first one I saw. Gotcha. The second one, the cabinets flying open happens. And no. that's all I keep picturing in my head right now. Well, the cabinets are really, like, he, uh, his dad redid the kitchen, um, but previously when that, when that happened, they were like the ones from the sixties that were like really thin, you oh, know, yeah. like, mm-hmm. and kind of like a little, like, like they were old. So, yeah. I mean, it still does not explain it, but no. I'm like, oh, maybe that draft was just really strong and like shut the door and then opened the cabinets. <laughs> Right, one door closing and the rest opening is like contradictory, but no, I get it. I, I would love to be able to explain it, but uh, if one was open, it'd be like, okay, someone left it open before they left the house, or you may have opened it and forgot to close, whatever the case would be. More than one being open is right. like... And it was... Mm-hmm. It, there was like this sense of dread in me, but yeah. I don't know if it was because I was like in sheer panic of like, I just woke up and right. this bang plus dog plus like all this happening, being home alone in a place I didn't know. But right. also like, it just, the room again felt heavy yeah. and it was just, didn't feel like the air didn't feel yeah. the same. So I got to talk to Aaron's dad and see <laughs> like who's in your house right no don't don't bring it up again he, he was a little freaked out afterwards like for i don't blame him yeah. well he also lives alone so i'm like and no animals either so yeah. i'm sure that'll, <laughs> that'll do it well morgan thank you for being here thanks and, for having me uh, this is fun <laughs> talking some ghosts and true crime yeah let's go to savannah let's go like i love savannah so please let's I'm you need so to go. Down. So i think down. you'd love it yeah yeah it sounds amazing Next trip. And then you, you stop there and then go to Disney. <laughs> or New Orleans. We'll backtrack yeah, that yeah, yeah. <laughs> You can follow the podcast at Haunted Hometowns on social media for photos relating to each episode, guest information, and upcoming news related to the podcast. Please subscribe, rate, and compliment, and share the co- podcast. It helps the show get more popular, the algorithm, algorithm, all of it, and seen by more people. And we can create a spooky community. <laughs> true crime spooky community if you have a ghost experience and would like me to read it on the podcast please email me at haunted hometowns podcast at gmail.com could be anything from the noise of bare feet running towards you while you're taking a shower in the dark (laughs) (laughs) to a man riding a horse through the forest without a head let me know and morgan 
Where can they find, listen, and watch what you are up to? Um, I have an EP that's out on all streaming platforms. It's called Muse. Um, We're actually going to be releasing a couple singles in the coming months. So stick around for that. Um, I have a website. It's morganpertlemusic.com. And I try to keep my calendar updated (laughs) with shows. (laughs) I'm kind of bad at it. But um, yeah, we're around. So It's hard when you're busy to keep it all straight. But follow me on Instagram because that's where I mostly am. It's morganturtle. And I'll tag you. Great. Amazing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, mark your calendars. Follow her on Instagram so you know when to go see her here in Chicago and when you travel. Yes, elsewhere. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll meet you all back here in a week because everyone loves a ghost story. The music is by Tyer. Follow him on Instagram at For Boys Like Me. That's F O R Boys Like Me. The artwork is by Pepe Munoz. Follow him on Instagram at p.e.p.e.munoz, M U N O Z. And I found my information on Wikipedia, Ghost City Tours, Savannah Now, and Mercer House website. <laughs>